0: Stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brinkinridge, weekdays twelve thirty to three seven seventy CHQR. Live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in the foothills
1: of the majestic Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Alberta's Rocky Mountain salute to the fifteenth Olympic Winter Games. Ladies and gentlemen, the Calgary Stampede Show Band.
0: All right. Look, I get it, folks. I get it. That was fun. That was a big deal. We still have fond memories of all of that. I could tell you all about my junior high field trip from Edmonton, how we came down, and we got to go see the Olympics. And, yeah, I have fond memories of that. I understand that. I understand the sentiment. But I got to say, enough is enough already. We can have great memories of 1988. We can have a legacy from 1988 and be happy with it. But for whatever reason, it seems as though we are hell-bent on trying to do it all over again. When the world of 1988, the Olympics of 1988, it just doesn't exist anymore. Now, of course, as you well know, we've been talking about whether we should host the 2026 Winter Olympics. And sure, I get there's a difference of opinion in Calgary. There are some people who like the idea. Some people like me who don't. But at the city, at City Hall, city administration, even the people who are not elected by the citizens of this city, really seem set, dead set on this idea of hosting the Olympics. And I got to say, enough is enough already. We entertained the idea, we had some debate, we looked into it, and it's time to walk away. It's time to say 1988 was great, 1988 will always be remembered and cherished by the people of this city, but we need to move on. So this idea of hosting the 2026 Winter Olympics, I I think we need to stomp it dead in its tracks. Will City Council do that today? I don't know. I sure hope they do. And why is it then? that there's been such a push. I certainly think the Calgary Bid Exploration Committee, which was supposed to take an objective look at the idea, they seem really tilted toward hosting the Olympics. In city administration, and the way they've been presenting this to city council, they really seem set on hosting the Olympics. Why? That, to me, is such a big question. Why? Is it just about trying to recreate the excitement we had in 1988? Or is it about something more than that? Do we really want to get in bed with the IOC? Should we wonder maybe why other cities are running away from this as fast as they can? Do we really have the money to splash around on an expensive Olympics? You can't do this all on the cheap. You can't do it like you did in 1988. Is that a priority right now? Do we have that kind of money? How in debt are you prepared to see this city go to throw a fun party? Now, I, look, I've been against this for some time. I got to admit I've never really been on the Olympic bandwagon, but from what I've seen over the weekend has convinced me that this has just become a complete and total waste of time. So two stories of the Globe and Mail broke over the weekend. One of them involves the city's aversion, it seems, to hearing uh, critical analysis of the idea of hosting the Winter Olympics. There were two reports done for city council. One of them prepared by University of Calgary economics professor Trevor Toom, the other by Brad Humphreys, an economic professor at West Virginia University, both casting serious doubt on the idea of hosting the Games and documenting in great detail the potential economic downside of hosting the Olympics. But not only did the city not release either report or make it part of the presentation to City Council, they really selectively quoted both studies, and really downplayed the criticism of the idea of hosting the Olympics. Why? If you've got these reports, put them out there. Let the people make a decision. Back when they announced the Calgary Bid Exploration Committee, it seemed really strange to me. Why are there no economists on this committee? We're going to do a cost-benefit analysis of hosting the Olympics. Why don't we ask the very people who are best positioned to answer that question? Or for that matter, people who have already studied the question. Don't worry, they said, we're going to talk to economists. We're going to seek out economists. We'll get their perspective. Well, and I guess we did. We did seek them out. We did get their perspective. And then we disregarded it. And then we kind of swept it under the rug. What was the point of that? The other story from the weekend, one of the ideas now on the table is to spread the Olympics around. We'll put some of it in Edmonton. We'll put some of it way to the West in Whistler, B.C. It's a long way, folks, from Calgary to Whistler, B.C. Now, this is being dressed up as, hey, maybe this is a way to do it a little more affordably. We'll spread the cost around. We'll spread the risk around. And again, I say, well, what exactly is the point then? I mean, one of the arguments for hosting the Olympics is, hey, we're going to put Calgary on the international stage. We're going to bring all these people to Calgary, all this attention on our city, all these people coming to our city. And I suppose it would mean people coming to our city. I suppose it would mean a few weeks in the international spotlight. I don't know that that's worth billions of dollars, but okay, it's something. And now we're going to spread all of this around? The one possible benefit from hosting the Olympics, now we're going to water that down as well? And again, to what end? It's almost as though someone has decided we have got to host the Olympics no matter what. So let's find ways to justify it. And if you ask me at this point, I haven't seen any. It's time to move on. Well, speaking of economists, I wanted to bring one into the conversation uh, who's been following this debate in Calgary and elsewhere. Marsha Lander is a professor and uh, expert in economics, uh, of pro- uh, professional sports at Concordia University, also instructs here in Calgary part of the year. Marshall, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: All right, well, you were quoted last week as saying that Calgary should find a way to get out now. Why, why do you feel that way?
1: Uh, the economists... Uh, Opinion that you were citing there is is kind of a standard one. The the Olympics don't make money. Uh, the only games that I'm familiar with that have made money are the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles, and that was an exercise in branding everything possible, including the athletes themselves. Uh, you are of an age then that you will certainly remember Mary Lou Retton on the front of Wheaties boxes uh, as part of those. Uh, branding exercises. So uh, if you're prepared to go down the path of branding the Olympics like mad, uh, you could conceivably make money. But even the the modern Olympics that came after that didn't make money. London didn't make money in in 2012. Rio certainly didn't make money. Vancouver Whistler didn't make money. So you're going to have an Olympic Games that's essentially going to lose money, and losing money means that the taxpayer is going to have to pay for it somehow.
0: Well not only do they not make money, but my understanding is that uh, traditionally what we see is that we're given an estimate at a time this is what we expect the games to cost, and it ends up uh, at, at a far higher price tag. I think London was an example where early on they were talking about uh, two or three or four billion dollars ended up costing over twelve billion. Uh, are these consistently over estimates over expectations
1: that's that's the way that uh, you want to sell people on anything, right? You overpromise the benefits, and you understate the costs. And once it's done, then the true benefits reveal themselves to be less than what you said, and the costs turn out to be much more.
0: So if other cities figured this out? It, it seems to me it can't be a coincidence that fewer and fewer cities want to host these games, because if they had all of these benefits, you'd think cities would, would still be lining up.
1: Sure. Olympics are usually offered out seven years in advance of actually hosting. So that's why Calgary, for example, would be looking to make a formal bid in 2019 for 2026 Games. This year, 2017, uh, the Olympic Games for 2024 were awarded. And in an unprecedented move, the 2028 Games were offered exactly because the IOC is worried that if they wait four more years, nobody's going to be around to bid on them. So they thought, we've got two at the table now, Paris and Los Angeles, that are both interested. Why don't we stitch it up now and save ourselves embarrassment later?
0: Is it possible that the IOC will learn a lesson from all of this, that with fewer and fewer cities competing, it no longer becomes an auction where cities are lining up to to throw money at them? Uh, That they realize maybe that they've lost some leverage and they need to to listen to and be flexible regarding the demands or the needs of potential host cities? Is, Is the IOC capable of change?
1: Uh, the corruption scandals would suggest no, uh, because they just happen over and over and over again. But don't forget too that from the IOC standpoint, one of their big money makers is the uh, the television deals that come with it. So it's not even just the bidding uh, for the hosting the games; it's uh, NBC and international broadcasting rights and all of those things too that are going to be a part of it. So there is an attraction. For the IOC to be smiling at Calgary because being in North America you're talking about one hour back to the West Coast and two hours ahead to the East Coast so you've got a lot of prime time TV uh, where you can broadcast live and in the social media world that ability to get the the sweet spot of North American audiences watching live events rather than pre-recorded where they already know the outcome that's a huge attraction for the IOC
0: One of the other arguments that comes up is, look, we've got infrastructure needs in Calgary. Uh, We as a city only have so much money to go around. If we host the Olympics and the Alberta government commits money, the federal government commits money, uh, that we can get stuff built uh, and the province, the city or rather the feds will help pick up the cost for these things.
1: Yeah, uh, if that's the case, then make your compelling argument without the need for hiding behind the Olympics. Uh, if, if you want to build a green line for the C-train, then you have a compelling argument because the city requires a C-train line, not, well, we're going to host the Olympics, so can we get a C-train line while we're at it? If you want to have the tired debate of whether to replace the saddle dome or how to replace the saddle dome, then have that debate. In fact, that was the debate, at least as part of the municipal elections. Why do you need to dress this up as let's host the Olympics and use that as the excuse to sneak in a replacement saddle dome or some sort of new arrangement?
0: Right. We have infrastructure needs. Uh, It's the job of governments to go out and, and make the case for those and find ways to pay for them. Correct. And if you're going to ask money from the
1: feds, don't forget that the feds themselves have to generate that revenue from taxpayers. In this case, it's the Canadian taxpayers. So in essence, if you're going to the feds and asking them for money, Uh, the city of Calgary is trying to make a compelling case for why their infrastructure needs should be financed in part by non-Calgary, non-Alberta residents. Uh, If you can make that case, I'm all all for it. But the Olympics is a really sort of backhanded way of doing it.
0: Well, I suppose we'll get a better sense uh, today of of whether Calgary is going to go for this. I I think there's a vote set for whether to spend an additional $2 million on uh, a so-called bid book and I guess we should brace for this. I mean, maybe we'll lock ourselves into a situation where we, we stay committed just because we've spent X number of dollars. But even the bidding process itself can be quite expensive, can
1: For sure. and it's, kind of, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, dead-end relationships where you know you should get out, but because you've invested so much time in the relationship, you can continue to stumble on for something that you know is going to end badly. So anybody from the outside watching that would advise, get out now get away now, uh, it's not too late. Um, once you're inside that relationship, you make all sorts of justifications to yourself for why you should continue to stumble on, um, even though probably that person themselves know they should get out. I, I think that's where Calgary is right now, that it's just in this bad relationship that's going to end badly for the city. And, you know, people from outside, economists, are coming and saying, you need to get out now uh, before it's too late. Don't just keep stumbling along. It's, it's going to end badly.
0: I fear you're right. Marsha, appreciate the insight. Thanks for making some time for us here.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: All right. That's uh, Marsha Lander, an expert uh, in the economics of professional sport at Concordia University. So his advice to Calgary is to get out now, cut your losses, and run away from this. Set a new Olympic record if you need to run that fast. 974 8255. 974 talk. We're being too pessimistic here. We're missing something that, that gives the idea to you some appeal. Because I think there's some otherwise smart people who seem to like this idea. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this.
1: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.